episode number 241, SEMA Show 2019. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's going on, dude? I was, I was going to say Camaro show, but <clears throat> I was almost I was burping up hot dogs or something. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm wiped out, dude. I didn't get back from SEMA until 3 o'clock in the dude, morning. Dude, I'm jet-lagged as well, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I can't believe it's 3 o'clock right now. Uh-huh. My time, anyway. Uh, the yeah, time difference is killer, this, bro. Recording this just coming back from the SEMA show. And what a show it was. In good ways and in bad ways, I think. <laughs> Oh, by the way, yes. I was talking to – who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody that was on dis- having a display there, and I said, hey, how are you? How's it going? I just want to check out your stuff. And the guy goes, you know, you got a great voice for radio. Like, <laughs> just so happens I do a podcast. Bam, here's a business card. Yep. Boom. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, so obviously based on the title, based on what I just said, we are – Back. We're back from SEMA. You know, we, we kind of, uh, we we're getting ready for SEMA last weekend. And I know you flew out earlier than I did. So we put a best of show up last week. So I hope you yep. guys enjoyed that. But we have all the goods for you. The goods. And what's going, what's going on with SEMA? And the bads. And the bads. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the bads. So where do you want to start? When You, you got there before oh me. God. Yeah, I got there a couple of days early. Uh, a few days early, actually, the wife and I, we haven't got taken time away out of town in a couple, three years, easy. And um, we just wanted to get away. Her dad was in town so they could he could watch our dogs. He was visiting, so we, he pretty much showed up. We fed him dinner, and then we took off to Vegas, <laughs> and then she came back a little bit early. But, but what I did is I went out and I rented a slingshot. Mm. Hot dog. Um <laughs> A Polaris slingshot. If you don't know what it is, look it up, and then you'll go. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Rented it using the Turo app, um, which you know was pr- pretty cheap. It was for 24 hours. It was like 80 bucks, but the insurance for the full boat insurance, like I could drive it into a tree and then set it on fire and yeah. walk away and go and go, eh, was like 60 dollars. But good peace of mind. Took it out to Red Rock Canyon and just took the took the drive around. It was very very cool. Um, and it was fun driving that thing. Definitely not a daily driver type of thing you want to do though. Um, it looked cool. It it is cool, and the handle's really cool. Your but pictures it was, and your it was, videos it was, were cool. Since the guy rents it out all the time, it was rather mm, rough on some aspects, but otherwise it ran fine. Beat on? Yeah, I think it was pretty beat on pretty good. The rear tire was damn near bald, and every time you gave it gas, the belt squealed because it's belt drive. But once you got up to speed, it, it, did, it did all right. Hmm. Only about 70, 75 miles per hour on the highway before... It just feels like it's like, okay, dude, okay, dude, okay, that's enough. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> well, that's but cool. You guys had a good time with it? I had a good time, came back, lost a bunch of money at the three-card poker table. That hurts. Vegas, baby. It Vegas. hurts. Yep. But then, uh, you know, then the wife, uh, you guys showed up. We got together. We ran over, got you and I, Chris, as you know, we got our media passes and went and drank some beers. And um, the wife went home. Uh, the next day, and, and well, was, there we are. It was time for the show. Time well, for be, the show. But before that, I mean, be the the day before the show, um, 
SEMA does Ooh. all these big yeah. press conferences outdoors. Now, in years past, uh, not last year, but 2017, 2016, 2015, uh, General Motors would have a large uh, media press conference for an introduction to the stuff that they're going to be showing at SEMA. And it's for families and friends and the media, right? But for some reason, they don't do that anymore. So mm -hmm. they take part in the outside global SEMA press conference where it's from all the different manufacturers. They show one or two vehicles. And we did that from, what was it like six to eight or something like that? Six. Um, before it yeah, started. I think so because I had to go all the way back to my hotel room to get my media pass to get in. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool. GM showed off a uh, C8 convertible. That blue, I can't remember the name of the blue. It's not Nassau. No, it's not Nassau, is it? No. No. Oh. Somebody somebody said it was Barbie blue. <laughs> and then metallic. Yeah. And then the C8R pulled yep. up. And that was pretty badass, right? I think sounds cool, man. And then something that didn't make a sound at all came next. And that was the C10, the electric C10, the EC10, I think they called it. It did make some sound. Yeah, you know, as, you as, hear something right as as someone I heard someone say next to me as it, as it drove by, they're like, "Wow, that thing just sounds like a Dell server." Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's a great. Yeah, it sounds like something is humming and running, yeah. but definitely nothing internal combustion because there's it's not. Yeah, but that's the neat part about that is they were inside that was what is going to be. I don't know if you, it's available soon. I think their electric crate engine that bolts up to a regular bell housing. Yeah. How crazy is that? So if you've got you got an old beat up pickup truck with a dead with a bad engine, guess what? You yank the engine out and drop their crate engine in. You've got an electric vehicle. <laughs> now it's not performance vehicle like the Ecopo, which we're also going to be talking about in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I think what they say zero to sixty in like six seconds or yeah, something five, like, like that. Five and a half or six seconds. Yeah, nothing outrageous, but something something. And then you could take it out if you want to build a regular internal combustion engine and put it in its place. It's, it's You don't have to make it so you can't swap back and forth. This is the beginning of this, I think. I think there's going to be a lot more. Next thing you know, there's going to be crate engines from Chevrolet Performance that will that you can drop into your, I don't know, whatever fourth-gen Camaro that will make it go tens out of the box. It was, it was crazy. Uh, yeah. On this thing, the peak output was 450 horsepower. And the estimated range is around 250 miles. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. But it's pretty huge, too. A 0 to 60 time in 5 seconds. Range uh, in a quarter mile in about 13 seconds. Nothing Decent, to sneeze, though. Nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. And Jerry Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Where'd that come from? I just thought of it because I've been seeing it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to that. Um, and then, well, I don't think we paid attention to anything else after that. That was pretty much it. No, no Camaros to um, you know display. It wasn't the big no. fanfare that was before, though. No, no, no. In the same regard, no Silverados. I mean, usually no the previous events were the entire spectrum. You know, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing the other thing, and here's all these celebrities and this and that and the other thing. Mm -hmm. um, and they did have a couple celebrities out there, which was kind of cool, but. And that's where they also announced the uh, the winners of the SEMA Awards. 
That was the very, the very first thing they did. Uh, the Silver, the Chevy Silverado won uh, pickup uh, truck of the year mm-hmm. for SEMA, yep. and uh, Mustang won uh, car. Yep. Of the year. And, yep. And four by four SUV of the year, Jeep Wrangler, best sport compact Audi RS3, and best power sports vehicle of the year, the Polis Razor. Here's the thing that we were educated on about <laughs> car vehicle of the year for yeah. SEMA. Um, and and well. Well, Al told us this because <laughs> we we right after the Chevrolet little presentation was done, we ran into Al and talked. Al Oppenheiser, yeah. former chief engineer, and still probably has something to do with Camaro. Um, hanging out, and we talked talked with him, and he explained that he just found out it's not a committee vote or anything like that. It's just how many cars are there. They have people walking around counting cars. Yeah. And the way that Ford did it is that they gave everybody dollar cars, which Chevrolet used to as well. Basically, they find a builder that's going to have a car in SEMA, and they say, well, we'll give you this car for a dollar. You, It's a, basically you get a free car as long as you put just as much money as you would put into it by buying the car. Right, right. And then you represent the you know the vehicle and the brand there at, at the SEMA show. And that, it's, it's, really, it's really hard to get accepted for that. They don't just give them away randomly. But they must have given away a lot of them for Ford to become number one car. Yep, the Ford I Mustang. A lot of Mustangs there. Oh. I'm sure they were there. I just didn't notice. I didn't. I didn't realize that was uh, how they did it. But um, thanks, Al, for letting us know. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically whoever spends the most money gets it. Because that was it was weird this year. Normally the top three cars always up: Mustang, Camaro, Challenger. Nope, not this year. Camaro, yeah. Mustang, Acura. Huh? Audi, Audi RS. Oh Acura? yeah. Oh yeah. 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 What the heck is RS3? How do RS3 look like the sport comp? Eh, who cares? Anyway, um, <laughs> so th- there was that. Um, overall, the whole show, you know, there, there really wasn't tons for Camaros. So, yeah, I saw a lot, probably more Mustangs and Camaros if I think about it. Overall? And of course, I saw a lot of Chevy Silverados, lots and lots of trucks. Yeah. And we're not talking normal trucks. We're talking bro-dozers. <laughs> You know, the giant mega lifted with the 22-inch wheels that have a lip that's four feet deep. And, you know, well, that's it. Mm. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Things I'm Bro-dozers. not interested in. I'm not interested in. Some of, them, some of them look pretty good when they're not, well, bro-dozers, but they're just lifted big trucks, you know. Sure, sure. And you can appreciate the work and engineering that goes into them, but, man, there's a lot of them. Uh, Chevrolet's display. Strong highlight of engines like yeah. that was in the center and lots of engines. I, I would say more engines than cars for sure in the center of the entire display. Just, it took out, it took up maybe I'd say 40% of the entire display. Sh- Chevrolet's on, display was significantly yeah. different this year. It definitely was. Definitely. Um, one Camaro, that's it. And it yep. was the LT one convertible concept. That's it. No other Camaros before it was that they'd have at least three or four. four. Yeah. <clears throat> well, well, they did have the the, the John Force Copo Camaro there, yeah. if that counts. Yeah, they they had the Copo, but that's well. Yeah. I guess you can count it as a Camaro. I mean, it is a part. <laughs> Not, yeah, but but you can't count it as a car. Right. It is a part. Mm-hmm. Um, Ford Mustang. What about it? The, the big deal since it was Car of the Year. The thing that Ford released though. Um, is an electric Mustang. Um, you know, it's pretty cool and all. Um, 
uh, last year <laughs> when you know Chevrolet released the E-Copo, but uh, the Ford Mustang Lithium is a fully electric proto- prototype muscle car, street car, not a drag car like the E-Copo was. And uh, if you want to c- catch all the details, check out musclecarsandtrucks.com. There's an article about it. It's, 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 it's all right. It looks good and all that, but this is one more feather in the cap of electric performance vehicles. It's a one-off, though. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, I, I stuck around the Chevrolet display just for the main vehicles we were taking pictures of and stuff like that. And then, um, right next to it was SVE's booth yeah. where, where they unveiled their 2020, um, Yanko Camaro supercharged, uh, stage to 1000 horsepower vehicle, which, uh, I think they're only doing, are they doing 50 of them this year? I think Ed... I think Ed said they're doing 50. They only did 25 last year, but because they're not doing a Corvette this year, mm-hmm. I think they're adding 25 more cars. So I believe they're doing 50? 50 of those. I was hungover when they gave, did that unveil, so I thought he <laughs> might have said 69, like the original, like the Copo oh. thing, but that must be me me not thinking clearly. Yeah, normally they do 25, though. Yeah. Uh, badass car, only available in uh, manual transmission because they order the cars as one at least. And as you know, you can only get one at least cars and manual and transmission. It, and, and it was that shock color. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And what's really cool is the hood, even though it's painted, is completely carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of like stenciled out the uh, the area where it's like the, the yeah, S, the, the y. Exposed weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks so good. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I'm trying to think of anything. I went to the new products display and I saw a, a trend of well, you know, Brodozer wheels and uh, also <laughs> throttle controllers because everything's going to drive by wire. Um, throttle controllers have been around for a while. Where it it's pretty complicated, my understanding is. But there's you know there's a signal going from the gas pedal or the accelerator accelerator to the throttle throttle body through a wire, not a cable, but a wire sending a signal, and then the throttle body responds accordingly. faster you hit the pedal, the faster it pops the throttle body open. Well, um, I guess they do something to either enhance or amplify or speed up the signal that goes there so you have better and quicker throttle response. I think I saw probably eight or nine different companies offering them. Wow. And before, I knew of a couple, three of them, but these are companies I'd never heard of before. So it seemed like that is the big deal, is, is in their plug-and-play, it just intercepts the signal, kind of like... Uh, uh, like a hypertech, you know, module used to do, but I thought sure. it was really neat that suddenly there's all over the place. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've got one in my Corvette. Really? It came with it. Okay. Um, it, it seems to work, but you know, that could be one of those things that's all in your head. Hmm. I don't know. Um, and then we just did a lot, I did a lot of walking around. Um, yep. I, I was, did, uh, I think I did for the first day I was there, I did 23,000 steps. Oh, man. Um, and subsequent days, uh, between twelve and fifteen thousand. Yep, I averaged right around eighteen thousand. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was, you know, it was cool hanging out with our buddy Jason Port. Good old Jason Port, Camaro News. Yep, uh, he went over to um, the what was it, the wheel and tire section? I guess that's where Dodge was. And yeah. um, he he sent me. He kept sending me messages. He goes, "I just met the Donk Master." I d- don't know who this is. Apparently, it's a guy. He's very popular, uh-huh. apparently, on Instagram. And he has um, these cars that have, like, huge donks on them, and he races them. Donk master. Yeah. Yep. He <laughs> races. Donk racing? Yeah. 
Oh, actually, there's a it's, it, there's a TV there's a TV show about it. Uh, he said he's going to get his own TV show. Yeah, September. Well, actually, started September fourteenth, twenty nineteen. Donk Master, yo. <laughs> he goes, yo, I just met the Donk Master. I go, who's that? <laughs> oh, speaking of things that need to stop. What? How's about that Trans Am concept again? Hey, how about it? They just won't they, let it die. This year, it did look pretty good, though. It looked like it wasn't something I mean, that was done in somebody's backyard I garage. Mean, they, they generally do a, de- a a good job at the car, but it's it's overdone. It's it's stop, just stop. What are the what are the uh, T tops too? And of course, everybody's like, they need to bring it back. <sighs> yeah, maybe, but business doesn't work that way, you know. And it's it's sad, but I hate to sound like an a hole about this, but seriously, get over it. Maybe that's unfair. But I, I'm just I'm just tired of people trying to make things out of things that are not. Apparently, then again, a, what do I care? What do I care? There's a, there's a large market for them overseas, so who knows? Well, yeah, maybe I'm being too harsh. I'm just I I think that people I think it's unfair that people still criticize General Motors for not making it anymore. They would make they would have kept making them and kept Pontiac if people bought more Pontiacs. Mm-hmm. So totally. it's totally. all your fault. <laughs> And mine, Chris, it's my fault too. Well, it's like the people, it's the same people who complain about, you know, uh, they're they're complaining they're not making enough stick shift cars and, you know, save the stick shift cars. But, well, people aren't buying it. So, I mean, if you're not going to buy it, why would they continue making it? You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, Let's see here. Let's talk about something here. I want to talk about something. I got a a public service announcement here. Um, we, We need to reinforce a rule here. Never, ever touch another person's car in a parking lot, at a car show, at a convention, even SEMA. Don't do it. The, recently, you, might, you guys might have seen this, this complete asshat newscaster climbing onto a very rare and expensive classic cars, thinking he was hot shit because he could. And then he, dent, he, he dinged, door dinged a car next to it. He was reckless. Throwing himself up on on on, a, on somebody else's classic car, thinking that, oh, it, it makes it makes makes my teeth grind, and on it's really promoted all over the internet socially. But Haggerty, who I love their newsletter, wrote, wrote an article about it, and one of the replies that somebody made in the comment section was, "How this kind of nonsense strikes someone as appropriate in any situation is kind of bewildering," and then somebody else replied with. You really haven't spent much time mingling in modern society lately, have you? <laughs> that, person, I mean, I, that person was fired, weren't they? Yeah, but he's he's done a holeish things before too. He's like the Geraldo Rivera of douchebag <laughs> newscasters. <laughs> Remember, I don't think it was last year; it was the year before. Remember those YouTubers were going through SEMA, and they were getting other people to jump on these cars, pretending like they were in the booth. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, go ahead and test this out. It's really strong. Just keep jumping up and down on it. And then the people who owned, who owned the car came out and they're like, what the hell are you doing? And they're like, this guy told me to jump up and down. He goes, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I did I did touch one car. I did touch one car when I was there. Oh, you did. That's right. It was my friend Jim's car. <laughs> but you were sending him a picture while you were touching it. Oh, no, I took a picture of it and sent it to him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, I thought you said weren't. Yeah. Um, yeah, because 
you know, I've known Jim for 20 plus years and <laughs> Jim knows that my fingertip was clean with no dirt. Yeah. And his car is really cool, man. I like what he did. Not my, my not my personal choice of first choice of cars. Yeah. But man, he it, it's what he did makes me a fan of it. <laughs> that's that, that's true. It's a good-looking car. Um you know, I could rant for hours about this, you know, and people, oh, what it's a big deal. It's just a car. I'm not, I'm not hurting anything. Okay. Just touch your right. car. Bring your 14-year-old daughter over here. Let me touch her. I'm, mm. I'm not hurting anything. Ouch. <laughs> just, it's, just a, it's just a girl. You know, I'm not hurting anything. That's one example. What's another one? Kicking tires. You're not going to hurt anything kicking the tires. Can I kick the tires on your car? What's the big deal? What's the big deal? It's not going to hurt anything. It's just a tire. How do you like that? Your mama. I just. <laughs> okay, and then that's going to lead me into this one. Idiots. <laughs> Lots of idiots at SEMA. I'm glad, I'm glad you see. We, we go to SEMA, Chris, you and I, we go to SEMA to see old friends, right? See old friends, make new friends, make connections, right. cover the show. Absolutely. And when we see old friends... Do we stop right in the middle of the walkway that's already ridiculously congested to catch up? No. No, we step aside and let people by, and we're near the wall. Oh, no, but people can't do that. They stand right in the way, pretending like they're the only people in the world. It's the same as the people that think that it's great to walk one mile a year while they're texting somebody, blocking 50 people behind them. Die. Die in a fire. And that's what grinds my gears. Yeah. Chris, back to you. Well, I mean, the people who are who are walking amongst a giant herd of people, and they decide I'm just going to stop and turn around and go the other way, and they walk oh. right into you. It's called the John Force about face. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that's what happened, and you clotheslined him. Yeah, I saw John wave to him. <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> he he's, a good, he's a good guy. He's a real good guy, and uh, I'm glad you didn't hurt him when he plowed into your shoulder. Is pretty much what happened. He doesn't know who I am. But yeah, yeah. John Force was there with his team talking about the Copo Camaro. That was yep, pretty cool. Yep, they're doing a special edition uh, one car. They're going to be auctioning that thing off for charity. And uh, listening to John speak, he is bidding on the car. He, <laughs> he wants the car with his name on it. <laughs> Didn't he say that um, whoever does buy it, they're going to he's going to be buddies with yep, them. Yep, yep. That's what he yep. said. Yeah, that's cool. That's because it's for it's for charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so overall the SEMA show kind of not what it used to be. And I don't know, maybe it's because I've been going there for 13 or 14 years. I don't know, 15 maybe. And, uh, you know, it's kind of old hat, you know, just doesn't see, feel like what it used to be. And I'm not sure why. Definitely. This is my 10th year is of it? going to SEMA. Yeah. Um, something's different. Something's different. I don't know what it, what it is, but. Something's what, what, definitely different with the show. I don't well, get there, as much content out of. I mean, I mean, primarily we we go after Chevrolet and GM, right? And I'm just not seeing the meat mm -hmm. from them like we had in the past. Before we and we had access to, you know, like like Al, who was the chief engineer of Camaro, and Todd or Fitz and Cheryl and all those people. Um, yeah. and other people just showing all sorts, they'd have different, I mean, they showed the Synergy Camaro there. They mm -hmm. showed, um, the Krypton the, Camaro there. The Hot Wheels, the Hot Wheels, loop both, display. both Hot Wheels car was, was unveiled there. The blue one and the orange one. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah. Now there's just not that much fanfare and maybe it's just cause they're just not finding financial re return on that. 
I mean, but shoot, man, they sent me out to Pahrump, Nevada to drive cars and, and all that and then hang out with the greatest of all time, dirt bike racer. Um, um, oh, shoot, man, I forgot his name Carmichael. off the top of my head. Mar- what? Ricky Carmichael. Ricky Carmichael, yeah, coolest dude in the world to have a beer with. Um, now that's just not that not there. And if it's not worth it to him, that's, that's cool. But I'll tell you something else. Something else that makes that show difficult is people – that must take pictures of cars. They must. And right. they're doing it with their cell phones. They're not press. They're not media. They're taking pictures of the cars and they block up traffic because they got to have a picture. All the pictures are available everywhere. You know, let, let the media be the ones that take the pictures. That's yeah. what they're there to do. That's what I wish SEMA would do is, you know, they let us in 30 minutes before the show is supposed to start. Media, I wish it would right. Be, yeah. I wish it would be one hour. It used to be one hour. 30 minutes is just not enough time because you have to navigate all the way to where you're trying to get to. And it's not close normally. Every time it's not close. Yeah. And then generally there's a lot of people who are still like either setting up or other Mm -hmm. media and and it helps when you're there early because you don't have the crowds and you can get the angles you want without saying, um, can you hold on a second? Can you back off? Oh, your shadows in the car. Can you hold on? It's, it's, it's impossible. Well, yeah, and it's I, to be clear, I got no problems with people taking pictures of cars. But when you're trying to get, when Chris, you and I, we are media, we are there to work and do our jobs. And when somebody's got to take a picture and it's super crowded, it is jammed all the time. And then when you wreck their shot because you, well, a you don't see them standing there, or b you just got to get through. And then they get all pissed at you for wrecking their cell phone picture. Oh well. Like, you know, sorry, man, but I got stuff to do. And I think that leads to the problem that you and I talked about before. I think they need to be tighter on who they let in there. I think there's a lot, way too many just general enthusiasts that just get in. And they're not there to be part of the industry. They're just there for the car show. Right. Why does there have to be all these booth babes signing posters everywhere? Generating lines. Well, they're generating lines everywhere. And that's fine. The lines would be shorter if it was people that were A, in the industry, B, servicing the industry, and C, not – You know, I mean, shoot, man. I saw somebody pushing a baby stroller around. Yeah, I know. And that's, again, that's fine, but I don't think that's, – that's, that's what – it's not a family event. And they should it's, ban suitcases too because I yes, couldn't tell you how many times – luggage freaking things. I've almost tripped over so many times. Because they got to drag dude. them four feet behind them. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't see, if I'm, I'm trying to make my way between the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess they, I guess they just make it for guys like us to go there to do a job, to actually do the job. Yeah. Other people that, I mean, they are the exception and not the rule. I, I mean, most people are there for, for one business reason or another, and that's what it's for. But I think it'd be a lot easier if they got tighter on the, it's, this is an industry only event. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part of the show? Um, bitching about it just now, actually. <laughs> uh, um, I don't, I, I don't think I have a single favorite. Um, I like, the, uh, I, I really enjoyed the press event outside because we were up on that kind of like that s- s- stanchion to be able to get a better vantage point, and yeah. I, I really enjoyed seeing that blue convertible C8 and the C, then the when they rolled out the C, C8R. Right. I really enjoyed seeing that outside. That was pretty cool. Um, seeing Al again was great. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. And 
you know, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess, um, seeing a lot of new products that are out there, sometimes people say that performance vehicles are dead. Right. And if you look at the size of this freaking show, it's wrong. It's, it's not raw. It, that is incorrect, man. Performance vehicles are alive and kicking, electric or otherwise. And going to the new product segment and seeing that people still innovating something that really the goal hasn't changed ever since somebody could, you know, since the first car was made, how can we make it faster? How can we make it perform better? Right. It's, I think it's inherent in our DNA at some point. And, and to see all these all these new things still being made, new ways of going faster, and it's it's that's good. That's my favorite part as a whole. Otherwise, the meet and greet was awesome. New friends, cool oh, friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for, for everybody who came out to that. Uh, um, you know, Dave Hamburger is always there. And we got Lori and Jason Port and Mario. And Mario brought up a friend. Um, and who else was there? Oh, gosh. I, I lost track. Uh, a guy guy we, we know named Mark McCracken. We've known him for a long time. He's got this really cool app that his, well, to be, I'll be delicate about this. Playing, it's a game. It's a car game on your mobile phone and it's eaten into my um, morning reading time. So my, my popular mechanics magazines are starting to stack up because I'm playing this game. It's called make model. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's like a, a head time, head to head quiz where it shows like little close-ups of certain key elements of vehicles. And you have to guess the make and then the model faster than the guy you're up against. And it's really fun, and it kind of helps you test your 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 car recognition. And it's just in its infancy. Check it out in the App Store. Make Model, I think, is is the exact name of it. And it's fun to play. And uh, I'd like to see somebody take me on. See if you can <laughs> see if you can find me and challenge me because it's it's fun to play. And then another company, friends of his, they got an app called Raider, which is just released. And I think this is cool too. I could have used it twice now. When you want to buy a car that's way too far to risk the drive if the car is not represent, represented well, so you can pay somebody a small fee to go and look at it for you. And as it expands, you're going to be able to choose somebody to go and rate the car for you based on their experience. Like some people start saying, I'm expert in Camaros, but I don't know crap about Mustangs. Uh-huh. So if you, you're looking at a Camaro on the other side of the country, you can trust that I know what I'm looking at and I know what to ask and I know what kind of pictures to take for you. And it's just in its infancy. It's R8TR, Rater, rate, I think it's Rate. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's yeah. a cool service. Yeah, and, and Chris, you didn't get a chance to talk to him, I know, because no. you were um, working the other side of the room, basically. <laughs> um, but super cool guys, man. And like I said, it's just in its infancy. And you can also make money as a raider, like I could. If I'm an expert in Camaros, right. as I am, I could make this. Oh, shoot, man, there's a there's a you know a ZL1 that's six miles from my house, and I'll make – I'm just making numbers up, but I'll make – it's a percentage of the cost. So I'll make 80 bucks by going and looking at it, taking pictures and noting things that the buyer might want to know. Excellent. Yeah, it's kind of like Uber for checking out cars for somebody. That's cool. So check both of those apps out in the store. Tell us what you think because they're run by genuine car enthusiast dudes. So they were there. <laughs> I meant to, get, meant to talk about that. Um, yep, who else was uh, Oh, Manny. Ma- oh, Manny, Manny, Manny was there. Manny spent... Most of the week in the hotel room banging out articles for musclecarsandtrucks.com. <laughs> and we were pretty much at the show floor feeding him pictures and information <laughs> so he could write articles about. And geez, he's an editorial machine, man. He's he is. nonstop. And we talk about um, muscle cars and trucks a lot because we really support it and we're, 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 we're glad to be a part of that. Um, it's, gosh, man, he just, like I say, he's nonstop. So check out the new articles all about SEMA. There's tons of them there. Tons. Tons. 
Um, I also wanted to say we have quite a few voicemails yeah. uh, piling up, but due to the nature of the show, uh, it's, it's already well past our normal time that we, that we talk. Uh, we're going to be uh, trying to fit these in over the next week or two, depending on how many more we get in. So yeah, we have, we have like six of them pat, um, piled up right now. So if you did call, it should be in there yep. and we will, we will get to it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, boy, I'm, I'm just kind of randomly trying to think of memories. My, 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 my genuine worst part about SEMA, the cost of food and drinks. Oh my God. You know how we were talking about Popeye's, right? The, the chicken well, sandwich. Actually, not SEMA, Vegas. We'll just say Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you know, the, when I tried the, that Popeye's chicken sandwich here in Detroit, it's yeah. three, it's three forty nine for the sandwich only. Right. In Las Vegas, it's nine ninety nine. Yep. <laughs> That's nuts, bro. <laughs> it's well, nuts. That, so the breakfast. The first time I went to SEMA, I think 2003 or four. I got to go back and look at it. And I was with, with the, the crew from uh, uh, full, full Throttle Speed. That's when I was working for them at the time. And so we all went out there. And we went out to dinner at Margaritaville, right there on the Strip. You know, first time at SEMA, maybe the fifth or sixth time in Vegas. You know, you're pretty excited about it. We we ordered some drinks and had a big mound of nachos and everything. And I know it was on the pricey side because it is a, you know, it's a premium area for, for stuff like that. But I remember the quality was really good. The drinks were great. They're worth the money. Um, and then we left. So my wife, as I mentioned, were there. We went and had dinner there at the Margaritaville on the Strip. We each had two salads. I had a chicken Caesar salad. She had like some sort of Southwest chicken salad. And then we shared like a 44-ounce margarita that was mostly margarita syrup. <laughs> like, it was, like, like it was the kind when you eat too much cotton candy and you feel the sugar coating your throat, oh. and you, you have to kind of cough it up. That's how that margarita was. It wasn't, it wasn't even worth calling a margarita. It was like pretty much like Kool-Aid with extra crap in it. $67 for two salads in a 40-ounce or 44, whatever it is, margarita. That's it. That's all we got. $67. And the quality of both salads was absolute crap. Wow. wow. I was I was just like, dude, this sucks. I wouldn't say I had anything bad to eat there, but the, the pricing I did notice on the food was was exorbitantly high. You know, for a couple scoops of eggs, a couple pieces of bacon with some hash browns and a biscuit and a coffee, $22, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. But I mean, what are you going to do? I guess you could walk the strip and go try and find a McDonald's or something. But well, the weird weird part is, is that you go to the In-N-Out Burger, get a cheeseburger, three forty nine. Yeah, that's right. We went to In-N-Out. Winner. Yeah. In-N-Out. Shady folks hang out there, though. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, always a good time. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, it really. I mean, I, I know that I know that they're going to charge more because it's you know basically a tourist trap. But man, that's 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 just ridiculous. It is. It well, is. shoot at the at the meet and greet at Level Up. Oh, I know. I'm the like, cost a beer. Oh my gosh. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. You guys, like, what do you want? And I'm like, you know what? I know they make them kind of on the weak side. So I said, can I get a, a double vodka and sugar free Red Bull? All right. And I was and I was playing. A video slot machine at the time. I had like 30 bucks in it. Yeah. What what usually happens when you order a drink at a bar when you're playing the video slot machine? It's free. Right. He goes, what kind of vodka you want? I'm like, what do you got? And he's like, blah, 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 blah. And I said, you know what? He said, Tito's. And I'm like, I've never had Tito's. 
I'll try that. Okay. Comes back. That'll be twenty three dollars. <laughs> Damn. I, I I was almost look, look, looking. I'm like, what? Well, it turns out now you got to sit there and play for a while. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to argue and be a dink about it. But now I know I paid for it. Twenty, basically twenty five dollar drink. And then after playing some video poker some more, a little coupon spit out of the 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 little ticket redemption thing. Good for one free drink while playing. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go to, and it, but it says tiny letters, restrictions apply. I'm like, oh boy. You know, it says must be playing game at bar, you know, to order. So then I ordered another one. I'm like, can I use this? He goes, I can't give you the same drink. What can I get? And he goes, um, you can get like rum. I said, give me a Captain and Coke, please. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's, it's not like what it used to be. You can sit there and get pissed drunk and then gamble and lose all your money. Wow. <laughs> I was just, it just, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't either. I was expecting it to be free. Because that's how it usually is. Still free at the tables, though. Found that out. Hmm. And I lost a lot of money at the tables. A lot of money. I'm sad about it. (sighs) I guess that's it. (laughs) I'm done. I'm still jet-lagged. I know. I'm just sitting here going, oh, what time is it? Is it really almost 5 o'clock or is it 2 o'clock? Yeah. They're coming or going. I was, I mean, I was at SEMA every day at 7 a.m. I was up at 5 a.m. every day at the, at the media center at 7 a.m. the first day, 7.30 the next day. Oh, boy. So, yeah, like you said, don't know whether you're coming or going. Yep. Well, time. ladies and gentlemen, dear listeners, we appreciate you uh, listening to our random scattered rants and raves, but... Overall, you know, it wasn't, it was a good, it was a good show. It was cool. We got to see some old friends. Shout out to Chris Horton. Got to see him. Cool. Yep. Probably a bunch of other people we forgot. And over the next couple of years, we'll probably be uh, talking more about some particular things at Seaman. And maybe next week we will have an interview with someone who uh, you ran into at Seaman as well. Yes, we will. And it's, if you're a longtime listener, you're going to know what we talked about. I'd say it was at least a year or two ago that we talked about this and got an email from him. And right. I ran into him right there on the floor, and it was really cool. That's cool. That's cool. So we're going to bust on out of here, and uh, I'm going to go drink some coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I woke up to no coffee in the house because my wife drank it all and forgot that she needed to get more. What? Yeah. That's grounds yep, for I'm, divorce right there. I was just going to grounds for divorce. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. I'm going to go find some coffee, too, All right. somewhere. I'm going to make my wife bring some home. All right, we'll see you guys later. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See, see ya. ya. The heck was that?